Thanks for tuning in to another episode of The Spin Room on Radio Free Hostel 101.7 FM, where we review the latest albums making an impact on the music scene and cover the most important music-related news. As always, I'm Monty. And I'm Milius, a.k.a. this is where I say my stupid stuff, as Monty has put into the the episode notes. Oh my. (laughs) And today we have a review of Glassjaw's new album, Material Control, but first let's talk about the latest in music news. Federal prosecutors want Martin Skrelly to hand over his Wu-Tang Clan album and also a rare pressing of a Lil Wayne album. Skrelly, they said, attempted to sell it when he was in jail because he said some stuff about Hillary Clinton. And he put it up on eBay and there was the highest bidder of about a million dollars, but the seller never got the thing and the transaction never went through. So they want him to hand that over because they think he's going to try to do that again and they really don't want that to happen when he's in prison. That's... uh quite unfortunate yeah <laughs> so uh another news lil uzi vert popular meme rapper slash sound soundcloud rapper yep has been uh given community service as a punishment for fleeing the police on a dirt bike yep. it was reported that he was riding his dirt bike on the sidewalk and evaded the police he faced jail time but took a plea bargain to just have to do some community service yeah so good it's for good for mr vert it's like i think 300 hours of community service from That's what I read, a so a decent amount. Andrew WK is going to be putting out a new album in 2018, his first in about eight years. The album will be called You're Not Alone. WK is known for his party rock style of rock music and lyrics, dealing mostly about partying on a very surface level. Yeah, drawn a, he's drawn a lot of criticism over his career, but you know the critics have kind of done a 180 on him. They used yeah. to hate him, and now they love him. Especially Pitchfork. They once gave his record, I think, like a 0.1 score. Something like that. It was yeah. ridiculously it was Back low. when Pitchfork gave really low scores out, but now people pay them money, so they give them 8.1s <laughs> and no best new music. Um, uh, in other new news, um, Isaac Brock has been sued for nearly a million dollars for a crash, a car crash that he was in two years ago where he fell asleep at the wheel and... Uh, crashed into a city car which then crashed into three other cars this was a five car wreck oops um so far the only punishment that brock has faced for this was a fine for driving while impaired he wasn't drunk he wasn't on drugs he just fell asleep at the wheel and crashed into this car uh the lady who was driving the city car is saying that she has herniated discs in her back and needs her medical bills covered so that's why she's suing him now um i guess it's convenient when the guy who crashes on d was isaac brock yeah i guess it'll we'll all float on won't we ha yeah, <laughs> that was a bad <laughs> That joke. was bad. I'm sorry. So that leads us to the crux of this episode, which is our review of the new Glassjaw album, Material Control. So Glassjaw has finally come back with a new album. This is their first full-length album, I should say, since 2002, although they've released about three EPs, one in 2005 and two in 2011. Glassjaw, for those who don't know, was a post-hardcore band from Hampstead, New York, Although they've been mostly inactive for the better part of this decade, um, this has really come as a surprise to a lot of people. Yeah, they just announced that they were releasing this album a week ago. Um, Mm -hmm. And one of the the first song on the album came out a couple years ago as a single, um, New White Extremity. But the new album was completely a surprise. It took a lot of people off base. And Glassjaw is is consistently ranked as one of the most influential post-hardcore bands from the Long Island scene especially. Um, a scene that also saw bands like Crime and Stereo, Taking Back Sunday, and maybe most notably Brand New flourish um, in the early 2000s and late 90s. So they're definitely an influential band in the scene. 
Um, this is a significant release. Their first one, their first major release since 2002, as Monty said. Yeah, so. and to keep that in mind, that's when Interpol released their debut album. So the musical landscape has changed drastically since Glassjaw last dropped their first full-length, or their second full-length album. And they also had sort of a development album-wise to brand new. Uh, their first album wasn't very good, and then Glassjaw dropped Worship and Tribute. Which I is, liked their first album. Which <laughs> Worship and Tribute is considered one of the best post-hardcore albums of the last decade to come out. And it's a fantastic album, one of my favorites of all time. Um, but this album is really good. I love, you know, Material Control. It's a great album. Yeah, I agree. This album is really good. It's definitely their most abrasive album to date. Um, the production takes a more of a raw sound and a lot of it than their previous things. Um, this album, it, it hits you as kind of a constant punch in the face as you listen to it, it feels like. Yeah. Um, you, there's these places where it does get the, the intensity does get broken up, but for the most part, it's always coming at you with this energy that Glassjaw has come to be known for, but it's taken to another level on and, this album. And I'd say the first half of this album really brings that energy forward in a way that's really consistent and cohesive the songs flow together in a fantastic way and it reads almost like a progressive rock visionist version of post-hardcore i know it sounds like an out there statement but i think it's there and everything just moves so the album starts off with like what james said new white extremity which was released as a single a few years back uh really fantastic song it starts off with a bang it's loud it's frontal it's in front of everything else uh, the drums are mixed a bit low, but that's normal for post-hardcore. And the bass is also mixed a bit low, but vocally Glassjaw is still fantastic. They find what I call hardcore harmony. Uh, the lyrics are great, and it is noisy as all get out, which is really enjoyable. There's layered guitars here. Yeah, you really get confronted right off the bat with this wall of sound that Glassjaw has created. Um, there's multiple guitar parts going at any one time. They're all very noisy. Um and this is something you'll find throughout this album, that they have this complex, uh, intricate interplay between the guitars, which at some times might become a little bit muddy, but really does work for the, the sound that Glassjaw's going for, yeah. here, I think. And then, like I was talking about with transitions, uh, New White Extremity transitions directly in the Shara, which is, like I said, I wrote this in my notes, that transition, oh my, and feedback. They do this with sort of the feedback of the previous song, but it doesn't feel like a stop. It's more of just like a natural progression of things. And the noisiness of this song is what makes it. I feel like it has a Deftones feel to it, but that's just underlying and deeply underlying. And they're just, like James said, amazing textural elements and dissonance with the different guitars going on that does make the production a bit muddy at times. But also, when you listen to it with headphones on, there's five things going on at once with the guitars, and it's just such an interesting listen. This is really a great song. It's one of my favorite from the album. Uh, we're going to play a sample of this song for you right now. This is Shira from Glassjaw's new album, Material Control. <laughs> That, of course, was from Shira from the new Glassjaw album, Material Control. And then this song immediately transitions into the next song, Citizen, which, again, has that cohesive transition yeah. flowing between the songs, and it really keeps the energy going between songs. Like, they're definitely distinct songs from each other, but they flow into each other really well. 
Um, the energy keeps going. The sequencing up to this point in the album is very good. Um, I think it's perfect. I yeah. think the sequencing on this album is absolutely perfect, which is a big thing for me. I care a lot about sequencing. And the energy flow of this, it just doesn't stop. It keeps going. And it's like 16 minutes of solid, pure, fast-moving energy and guitars hitting you in the face, like James said. And it's so wonderful. And they also vocally do a lot with harmonies, which is cool. And then the next song, Golgotha, has for sure the noisiest start of any song on this album. It has a super high-range guitar feedback, and it leads into a general pre presentation of the song. And this, for me, is the strangest song on the album. Everything flows into it, like I said. This first part of the album, the first six songs, really do feel like an EP inside of the album, and then there's a second one with the last six songs. Um, but like I said, the start of this song is strange. It feels like it builds upon the noise rather than relies on the noise as a textural element. Uh, the guitar feels like it's not leading, but ra rather the bass is, even though it's mixed a bit too high in the mix. I'm not really a huge fan of this song, but it's still very good. Yeah, this is definitely um, a strange song. It's really good. Again, they, Glassjaw is known for their experimental post-hardcore style. Yeah. You can definitely see them experimenting here. Uh, just a reminder, you're listening to The Spin Room on Radio Free Hillsdale, 101.7 FM, WRFH, and we're reviewing the new Glassjaw album, Material Control. That brings us to the next song on the album, Strange Hours. What are your thoughts on this song, Monty? Strange Hours is one of the transition songs. I feel it's the last you know, breath of the first part of this album. So you get a moment of calm, but it feels like a forward it feels like a forwardness as well. There's a forwardness there. The drums are anxious at the start, and it feels like almost a heartbeat. The vocals are, again, front and center, but the song builds slowly into more hazy guitar presentation and then a more heavy guitar presentation. But it really is one of the more subdued songs on this album, in my opinion. Yeah, I would agree. Um, again, the songs flowing into each other. The first half of this album especially, you see that, where the songs just kind of go and go and go into each other. This is that constant punch to the face that I was talking about. Yes. You really get confronted with that immediately on this album. It, there's this energy that's always coming at you here. And we're going to play a sample of Strange Hours right now. That was Strange Hours from the new Glassjaw album, Material Control. From this song, it moves on to potentially the weirdest song on the album. And it's a true transition song. Whereas Strange Hours felt like more of an ending point of the first half of this album, Bastille Day feels like more of an actual, like they're doing something new here. Entirely new. What do you think about Bastille Day, James? Uh, this song, I think definitely breaks the mold that this album had going for it up to this point it's this weird atmospheric instrumental song yeah. it's got this really interesting percussion bit it's got these layers of instruments on it and it definitely does not have the same energy that the rest of the album had up to this point at least has been presenting you with but i think it's an important song on this album because it does break up that energy if you had that same the same flow going the entire album, I feel like you would be overwhelmed with it and the whole thing would kind of just mud together. Yes. But having songs like this in here 
really do break up that energy and make the album more dynamic, in my opinion. Um, let's play a sample of this just so the listeners can get an idea of what happens in this song. So this is from Bastille Day off of the new Glassjaw album, Material Control. That was Bastille Day off the new Glassjaw album, Material Control. What I really like about this album is that there's a fuzzy synth drone element, and with the clapping and bells, it really feels folksy, but not in a way that's like you would expect folksy music to sound like. It sounds tribal, and it is unique, very unique, and then the rock drums come in, and it's just a bunch of different influences mashed together that actually work, and I really like the song. So from Bastille Day, you move on to Pompeii. And this is the song where the glass jar that we left off with in the first half of the album that was a consistent punch in the face comes back in. The song is noticeably, uh, the song is noticeably less noisy, but it has a very big noise element to it. And it feels like this is actually some new material from Glassjaw, which is really nice. Yeah. And again, you're getting back into that energy from the first half of the album. Um it's, again, one of these dynamic songs where there's mm -hmm. a lot going on with the instruments and the vocals and the interplay between those, uh, and it's, it's really interesting. There's a lot of layered vocals on this song, which I really enjoy, especially on the melody and the bridge of the song. They do it in almost a canon-esque manner. The vocals are coming in at different times, and it's really interesting how they present that tempo-wise and in context with the song being a forward and driven uh, post-hardcore song. And that, of course, moves into the Bible Land 6, which continues the flow of Pompeii and is, again, a less noisy song. But again, it's a much more, I feel, post-hardcore presentation of the album in a traditional sense. James, how do you feel about Bible Land 6? Uh, yeah, I would say this is a more traditional post-hardcore song. Um, not necessarily traditional in the way that Glassjaw has done before, but, you know, just typical of the genre. Uh, that doesn't mean, I wouldn't call it generic, it just follows that format no. more like a song would typically in the genre. They did get a new drum player um, from their last EP, and I feel like that's actually sort of a detriment to them. The drums aren't horrible on this album by any standard. They just feel a bit subpar compared to the way the guitar works, because the guitar is so perfect on this album is, and is presented in such a way that really is intricate. But the drums just feel sort of simple rather than complex, and I wish they were more frantic and more present i would mostly agree with that although this can bring us into our discussion of the next song i think that the drums at the beginning of closer are really really good yes um, and it's something that had been lacking in a lot of this album but you have it's i mean it's kind of typical i guess of post-hardcore melodic hardcore songs that fast beat almost blast beat drum going on there uh -huh. um which brings the energy back up you know it kind of kilters off at the end of bible land um but you br it brings you back into the energy of this album keeps it going, um, and again, you've got this interplay of melody versus noise, this interplay of, of um, overdriven guitars with these intricate guitar riffs going on, Yeah, um, and it's something that happens all over this album, and it's really, it's really an interesting experience to listen to this whole thing. Um, I'm going to play a sample of Closer real quick, because I really like this song, so this is from Closer off of the new Glassjaw album, Material Control. Yeah. 
That was Closer off the new Glashda album Material Control for a 2 minute and 38 second long song, which artists typically use as transition pieces. I was talking about Bjork earlier in this album releasing Utopia. Uh, that's like a transition piece for her for a 6 minute song, but Glashda manages to cover a lot of ground in these small amounts of time. It's fantastic to see because you have so much progression contained in such a small space that it never gets boring and it works so well and from that song you move on to my conscious weighs a ton the transition again is great huge fan of the guitar in the song it has like an underlying harmony that creates a minor note that you can only hear part of i call it like a lipping effect it feels like there's a shelf and then underneath it there's something there as well for you to hear all right this brings us into the next song on the album material control and again this is a place where the album slows down a bit. It's another instrumental track. Um, there's this really interesting beat going on with the drums on this album. Yeah. Um, Monty, you were saying this reminds you of trip hop in a sense here. Yeah, it reminds me of trip hop a lot from the 90s. And it isn't almost exactly, but the beat reminds me of it. And then it has these fluttery chaos guitar parts come in in a subdued way. And it's really nice. Then the song ends and there's silence and you move on to the last song of the album, Cut and Run, which is heavy and the guitar does some great things. And James, I think you have a more formulated opinion about this song than I do. Yeah, Cut and Run, really interesting song. Again, you have this silence that comes into it from material control and then you're again presented with that energy right away here. Um, you get into this song, it builds up like the songs on this album do. You get to the bridge of this song. There's this really, really fantastic guitar riff on the bridge of this song that I adore. Um, we're going to play a quick sample of this real quick. This is from Cut and Run off of the new Glass Straw album, Material Control. Take what you paid for. That, of course, was from Cut and Run off of the new Glassjaw album. And then abruptly, this song ends just as abruptly as this album started. Yes. You know, there's this is part of why I think this of think of this album as a punch in the face. Yeah. That never stops going because it starts very suddenly. It ends very suddenly. And you're constantly presented with this high amount of energy mm -hmm. throughout this album. Uh, they do break it up quite well, I think, with songs like Bastille Day and songs like Material Control. My only complaints about this album is that at times the production can be a little bit overwhelming. You have when you have so many guitar parts going on at once and a high mixed bass and an intricate drum part going behind it. There's a lot you're presented with. At times this serves the album well, at times it might be a slight detriment to the album. But this is I think a fantastic album. Um again Glassjaw is developing and evolving their sound. I don't think this sounds like Glassjaw making a new the new version of the same album they've already released, like a lot of bands coming back these days do, like the Gorillas did, like, uh, you know, U2 does constantly, etc. They're not treading over ground they've already gone on here. This is this is a new glass jaw. It's the same glass jaw, but it's a new, a new take on that same band. Yeah, my final thoughts on this album is Material Control is a definition of a fantastic comeback album in a year full of comeback albums. When Glassjaw last put out an album 
a full length album that is George Bush had just become president. Think about that in context of how much the musical landscape has changed. Glassjaw has released an album that sounds as fresh as anything else they've ever released. And it brings a lot of new ideas to the table. And like I said, it starts off as suddenly as it ends and it doesn't overstay its welcome. It never stays in a concept or idea for too long and it moves and it presents itself in such a cohesive body that I think it's almost a perfect album. Um, it's never self-indulgent either. For as much as they layer the guitars, it never feels like they're just full of themselves and full of their instrumentalization. Um, the vocal presentation is great, and it, I feel like it's a natural bridge between At The Drive and Fugazi and Deftones. Although it's hindered by its production and presentation of the drums, I feel like this album is just a step forward in the right direction for Glassjaw, and I'm going to give it a 9.4. It's one of my albums of the year for sure. Yeah, uh, me on this album, eight and a half, nine. Um, it's a fantastic album. Again, it can be overwhelming at times with how much is going on, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just the way this album goes, and you should definitely go check it out. Big fan of this album. Well, that's it for this week. Thanks for tuning in, everybody, to The Spin Room on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. Next week will be our last episode of the year. We're going to be ranking our top albums of 2017, so look out for that. Thank you for tuning in, guys. Be sure to tune in next week. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.